what up nerds welcome i that's that's how i'm gonna do my intro that, that, that's your intro okay. that's my everybody has their own intro i never do intros so um i've heard everybody's intros but uh welcome everyone you've probably read the title you probably know what you're getting yourselves into welcome to the cruelest month's first foray into dungeons and dragons and tabletop role-playing games in general uh i am your Lovely composer, sound designer, and now dungeon master, Josh Wilson. And I am joined by the lovely and talented Matthew Klein. Why, hello, everybody. Uh, I am the newbie. I am no no master of any kind. I am the dungeon apprentice as far as this goes today. And very excited to uh, go in my first foray into the land of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So this is for everyone listening. This is not a deep dive into crazy class building or the crazy mechanics within Dungeons and Dragons. Like as far as you can get, this is a very basic beginner's guide to just how to get started in Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, Maybe eventually we'll cover other role playing games, but this is a you know this is the standard one now. Um. This so, is the one that Stranger Things brought back into the public consciousness and now sells millions upon millions of dollars every year. Look, you can thank Matt Mercer for pretty much everything at this point. Uh, but How do you uh, want to do this? Let's yeah, figure One of the best phrases of all time. But so this, what we're going to do, this is a two-part series. So what you're going to see this week is you're going to see character creation and the basic talking about the rules and dynamics of tabletop role-playing games. And then in the second episode, which will go out not the following week, but the week after, um, you will be seeing me and Matthew in a one-on-one adventure while I will be dungeon mastering him, going through his first adventure on his own. Hey everyone, this is just a brief interjection to let you know that we're using dndbeyond.com to make our character sheets. If you want to follow along at home or just make a great character sheet, go to dndbeyond.com. Not sponsored. This is going to be the first part where we're just going to be doing a character. We are going to discuss things that you like Matthew in sort of like all walks of life. And then I'm going to help you determine what would be your best first character. This sounds like a great therapy session, really. Honestly, it's a thing, you know, Uh, just, just art therapy. I actually, I actually have a friend who um, was going through some really rough times. And one of the ways that he helped get himself through it, was he joined a weekly D&D game and just it gave him a great routine and escape and a way of like working out some issues. Yeah, no, a- absolutely. Amazing. It's a it's a great, it is not a replacement for therapy, but you no, know. No, 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 no. I'm a big no. fan, big fan yeah, of therapy. Big, huge fans, huge fans, but. Uh, First time, long time. Yeah, yeah. but um, um, it is a real great way to work through some things and talk about and broach interesting topics, which is really fun. Um, mm-hmm. I also find it just a great way to hang out with a group of people and not talk about work or just the world in general. You are now talking about the politics of the Dwendalian Empire, and they're very important. Um, but so this is kind of like John's Comic Corner in a way that I'm going to recommend what you're going to do. But uh, instead of the vast amount of prep, the vast amount of preparation that John Petrie goes through, uh, I'm improving this for you. Um, <laughs> So we are going to be using D&D Beyond. Um, other character sheet softwares are available, but uh, D&D Beyond is dope. Please sponsor us. Anyways, um, I can sing the D&D Beyond theme song from heart. Anyways. Um, and I will learn it 
and yeah. sing it on the air if it gets us anywhere near a sponsor. I'll, pl- I'll play it for you later. It's an uh, after this. It's an absolute bop. Um, Can't wait. But um, so we are going to start with just a nice little conversation. So, Matthew, you do not know. I mean, we talked a little bit before this about what you know in Dungeons and Dragons and like you, you got the basics down. So there are some classes and you play as a race and a class and you go around and you do things. But for now, I would like you to throw that those notions away and don't frame what you're thinking about in terms of um, a character or like a class. So I want you to think like because you're a writer, this will actually work real well. What kind of character usually I find with most people like a type or an archetype of character usually speaks to them. You you can go with like story arc that they really like or like Mm -hmm. the journey that they go on or how they achieve that journey. Like what's your what's your thing? What speaks to you in general or what are you feeling right now? Uh, Honestly, right now, I am feeling like being a character that punches a lot of things. I've, I've got some anger I want to work through. I want to be a bruiser. I want to be somebody that's absolutely like, I want to be like Iron Bull from Dragon Age. Like, I just want to hit people. Okay. Let's do this. Uh, so, let's talk. Um, Would that be warrior class? Would that be a. a oh, don't worry. We'll get there. Let's okay. talk. Let's talk. There are multiple options, which is where I'm steering us. Let's talk evasion. Do you want to be able to take a punch or do you want to be so fast that nobody ever hits you? Oh, uh, I think I'd rather be so fast nobody can hit me. And how do you feel about backflips and acrobatics? As, as I'm wearing a flash t-shirt, I would rather be so fast. So, How do we feel about the ability to do backflips and acrobatics at will? Nah, I mean, I'm, I can, I can't. So take it or leave it, so to speak. Okay. So I'm going to recommend the monk class to you, which everybody's like Ooh. a monk, like, holy boy, no, no, no. This is like Mike Tyson. Um. It is an unarmed fighter class. So unlike the other martial classes like fighter or paladin, uh, where they use swords or daggers of some sort, uh, the monk is the monk's fists are registered as lethal weapons. Um, and it does later, you can make it in the game as a monk where they are magical weapons. Your fists are magical and can do damage um, as a magical weapon, which can affect enemies later. Cool. So let's start. Amazing. So that's our idea. So do you have a name in mind? A name? Um, see, this is where I get self-conscious because I, I am not a very good at naming characters or titles in general. So uh, as far as names go... You um, can stew on it and we can come back to it later. Let's stew on it then. Okay. Let me... I don't know. Is there a name generator? Is there? Is there? Oh like yeah. A general yeah. Roll. roll so if you, if on your screen, uh, I am looking at Matthew's D and D Beyond right now. If you scroll up, um, and then you see randomize. Oh, randomize. Kaboom! Hit that. What do we got? Birish. 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 Balbus. Balbus. Full and chew. Oh, I'm down. I'm full. All right. No, no, no. I am. I'm going to change it up. I am Molin Chu. Oh, that's hell it. yeah. That's okay. So then the one thing I, the next thing I need you to click is you see sources. Do you see homebrew content? Homebrew content. Click that. And then that's just for when we do our adventure later because I'm going to have some things for you. Okay. Now you see the blue arrow on the right. Click that bad boy. Okay. So this is your race. So this is the race of people. Uh, the land of Dungeons and Dragons is a very diverse one. Um, 
So why don't you scroll through these real quick and see a couple that if something catches your eye and you have questions, so they all have different perks and downsides. Um, they are not that severe. And I would say for your first character, doesn't really matter. You know what, then I, I am, you know, in, in honor of my partner's love of Lord of the Rings, I'm going to go with a half orc. All right, go ahead. Click half orc and then hit choose race. So you can read like half orcs, uh, grace pigmentation. They are large creatures that get dark vision, uh, increased strength and constitution, meaning that you can hit a little bit harder and you can take a little bit of a harder punch. Um, so you get a lot of cool, oh you get a lot of perks from this. Um, they are primarily used for the heavy hitter martial classes like uh, paladin. Barbarians are usually ha- uh, can usually be half orcs. They are very strong. They can take hits. Um, they're usually your big right. brutish badass guy. As a uh, monk, Why as a monk, monk, you are going to be nimble and graceful, but that's okay. Uh, so then go ahead and hit choose race. I have chosen the race. I am a half orc. Cool. And then, yep. So then just hit the blue arrow again. Okay. Now these are your classes. So we're going to go monk. So if you see right there, the blue fist, that is you. So go ahead and hit add class. All right. Have so added the class. now if you see in the top right, there's level. Yes. We are going to be starting us at level two. So go ahead and click that and put us at two. Now yes. you'll see you have a couple of things that I'm going to explain here for everybody who this will be an intro to the monk. So first we're going to go to your proficiency. So you see the little blue exclamation mark, go ahead and click that box. Okay. Now this will allow you to have choose certain skills. So when you click choose a monk skill, uh, there's a drop box down there. Um, So you can choose to be good at acrobatics, athletics, history, insight, religion, or stealth. These are things that like, when it comes to it, you will be better at it than other characters who did not select it. And it will impact your journey later down the road. Dungeons and Dragons is all about making decisions and consequences both good and bad down the road some campaigns can last for years and the decisions you make now will affect them because while you can change them you generally don't i'm gonna go with stealth all right i want lethal weapons and the ability to sneak up on someone from behind to use them so okay so then that actually broaches an interesting subject so there is a second class where it's not punchy bang bang like the monk is a very in-your-face fighter right um the rogue, on the other hand, uses daggers to go behind and will deal sh- like, a, I don't know why I was about to censor myself. It's like, swear all the fuck I want. Uh, yeah, you can. You can deal a shit ton of damage from behind. Hmm. Um, that is an interesting thing to bring up if you want, but you can also be a stealthy monk. I just thought I would let you know. I'm going to try. I, let, let me, let me, let me go through this one. Yeah. I'm do, gonna, yeah do, do what your heart desires. I'm just here to inform you of your decisions. So then now you can I choose, can, a, I can choose more proficiency. Yep. So you get a second option. Uh, uh, well, I think, I think uh, athletics will be. Athletics one. and acrobatics are pretty standard. And then you can choose a musical instrument or an artisan's tools that you're good with. So Ooh. like if you, inter- if you are in a scenario where one of this many different implements can be used you are proficient meaning that you roll um you usually just do a straight roll if you are not good at these and you're like i want to learn how to play the bagpipes but i'm not proficient in the bagpipes then you roll at disadvantage which means you roll two d20s and you take the lower of the two rolls i'm gonna go with cartographer's tools because that seems like something if i'm going on a long journey you're gonna be i'm gonna use my fist and i'm doing close-up fighting 
I feel like being able to get around and navigate line level one, it'll make me a good team member. And yeah. two, it's just a badass skill that I, I have no sense of direction yeah. in real life. So sure. I would like my character to be able to get around everywhere. Yeah. So then let's talk about some of the cool aspects of the monk. So first thing you get is something called unarmored defense. So unlike other characters, you are actually better without armor in most scenarios. When you are not wearing armor, you get a buff. Huh. Um, which it, for um, all of you listening, it's beginning at first level while you are wearing no armor and not wielding a shield, your AC, your armor class, which is how hard it is to hit you, um, equals 10 plus your dexterity modifier plus your wisdom modifier, which are stats we will get to um, in a couple pages. Sure. Um, but no other class has that. It is unbelievably good. Um, it makes you quite hard to hit. Um, and you don't have to spend money on like armor. Be- it also makes it sound like in the beginning of the journey, too, I can be very useful for the group in this. Monks case. are very good at the beginning, like unlike wizards or sorcerers or artificers at right. the beginning. You've got you've to work your way up to really having a lot of power in those, I imagine. But this monks, is like you start off with an advantage. Yeah, monks are fan favorites. Like monks um they are monks don't fall off at the end of the game like they don't get worse as things go they get better just like everybody else they are a very good class um and a lot of that revolves around the next thing which is your key points so key is spelled k-i now with key it is like a power that you have inside of you you have a certain number of points you can do it x number of times points per day you can spend a point to do a specific action those can be flurry of blows patient defense or step of the wind uh flurry of blows means so you punch a guy and then you say i want to do a flurry of blows it means you get to hit him again in the same turn sweet um patient defense makes you much harder to hit Mm -hmm. and you anticipate throws um step of the wind if i am remembering correctly uh scroll down real quick i want to double check this because i believe it doubles your movement speed Oh, you can take the disengage or dash action. That's what it is. So you can, in D&D, when you are in combat, if you're fighting somebody, if you're in range to fight somebody, and then you Mm -hmm. back out, they get a free hit on you. Gotcha. This makes it so that does not happen. Ah, interesting. Or dash, which means you can move twice your movement speed in an action. So like on a chessboard, you can only move a piece a certain amount per turn. Taking the dash action makes you get to go double. Gotcha. Um, D&D combat is very similar to chess in a lot of ways in that pieces can only move in certain ways and it's usually done on a grid. Gotcha. Okay. We'll get to that. So those are the really cool parts of the monk for now. You get these very special actions like they are, key points are incredibly cool and the, you get more of them the higher level you are. So now you start with, nice. I think, two or three um, and mm-hmm. like eventually it will be 14, 15, by level okay. 20, I think it is 20 points. You get 20 key points and like, you're never going to spend those in a day. So basically your key points go, you spend key points until you complete eight hours of sleep. Okay. And then gotcha. they are replenished. And then they're replenished. Gotcha. Um, let's see. Oh, actually I was totally wrong. I'm going to retcon that. It's a short rest. So if you spend like an hour nap, if your character naps for an hour, you get some key points key points back you of course get them all back on a long rest but you can start replenishing them on a short rest which is when the group sits down for an hour gotcha with minimal actions so 
Uh, next up is go ahead and hit the right arrow one more time, the blue arrow. Bring us to our next page. Now, this is where the fun happens. This is the math of D&D. So I'm going to explain this first before we jump in here. So D&D is, as we had mentioned before, primarily use rolls off of dice. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, um, I like that. I like that. So what happens is in any sort of encounter, combat, or any sort of skill check you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you to make some sort of check. As the dungeon master, I'll say, make a perception check. And what will happen is you'll roll a d20 and then you will get a modifier. So how good your character is at perceiving things where they'll get, maybe you have a plus five to perception. So if you rolled a 10, you would do 10 plus five and you would say, I got a 15. And if that 15 is higher than what I've set the difficulty to be, then you succeed. Right. If it's Um, lower... I imagine that's a failure. You fail. And the distance from which you succeed or the distance of which you fail is also important because there are there's severity. Um, Right. So these are how you determine how your character is good at things. So these are your base stats. So you have six stats. You have strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma. Now I can tell you as a monk you're really only caring about your dexterity, your constitution, and your strength. Okay. Um, dexterity and strength were going to be how you hit. I think, actually, let me, uh, I'm going to hold here for just a second. I'm going to clap here because I need to double check a stat real quick because I need to double check. I don't want to say that you attack using your dexterity when you, uh, oh, there we go. Cool. All right. We're back. So um, with your dexterity, dexterity is how is how easy it is to hit somebody when you're unarmed, right. when you're just using your fists. Now, monks ah, okay. can Got use it. weapons. Um, there are weapons designed for monks, like quarter staves and things of the like. And when you attack with those, you use your strength modifier. The other important Ooh. thing is your constitution, which is how much health you have. So when you do get hit, you don't get deflated like a balloon. Well, um, and if I'm not really wearing armor, that's very important. Right. Um, less so than you would think, because armor armor in Dungeons & Dragons doesn't affect the number of hit points you have. Hmm. Armor affects your armor class, which is how hard it is to hit you. So in combat in Dungeons & Dragons, what will happen is you will say, say, for instance, I want to hit the goblin. I'm just going to punch the goblin in the face. I say, roll to hit. So you roll a 20-sided die. And say you're doing it with your fist, you would add your dexterity modifier. Gotcha. And say you got an 18, just as an instance. The goblin has his own character sheet, and it says armor class of 14. That means if you roll higher than a 14, you hit him. If you roll lower than a 14, you miss. Okay. Armor affects that number, your armor class number. Um, Where constitution does not. Constitution affects the number of hit points. So once you hit, you do X number amount of points of damage, like in in any video game. Mm -hmm. Um, You do X number of points of damage, and when those points turn to zero, your enemy is relinquished. Mm -hmm. So to continue um, for the other skills for everyone else, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma are your spellcasting skills, usually. Gotcha. They help with other things as well, like wisdom is your perception. Sure. So how well you can do something. Intelligence is your investigation skill. So mm-hmm. um, say you like find like a mysterious box and you're like, I want to check this box for openings. You would investigate that. 
Um, gotcha. Charisma is your persuasion and deception. Um, as well as for your um, bards and sorcerers, the way they cast their magic. It's a very okay. interesting skill. Um, usually, the, the rule of thumb that I go with is intelligence is book smarts, uh, wisdom is conventional street smarts, and charisma is just being a cool dude. <laughs> um, so, if you scroll up for this character, yes. we're not going to do the crazy generation method, so just hit choose a generation method. Okay. And we're going to do point by. Okay. So what this is going to do, so now you see there are six boxes. And what's going to happen is when you click one of those drop-down menus, you're going to be able to select a score. You have 27 points to distribute amongst all of them. Okay, gotcha. So like I said before, your dexterity, your strength, and your constitution will want to be your highest. Obviously, they can't all be the highest number. Sure. Um, so... Um, there's a thing in D and D called like there's your they call it min maxing, which is like you take your absolute best and you put, throw all your points at it, and then like something you know your character is going to be bad at, you just dump it. They call it a dump stat. Yeah. Um, yeah. I usually don't encourage that because it's going to screw you over in a game that has a lot of role playing. But like for monks and stuff, charisma is their dump stat. Um, I was going to say it feels it feels like it would be really unnecessary. Yeah, you really don't need it. Um, so why don't we start with dexterity? So if you click dexterity, mm-hmm. how high do you want your dexterity to be? You can go all the way up to fifteen. Uh, let's do let's do twelve. Start with twelve, okay? All right. And then strength. Let's also do let's see twelve. Then for strength, maybe do eleven or ten up to you all right let's do 10 cool constitution now this affects the number of hit points you have yep so constitution i'd love to be uh, let's see points remaining you got 21 remaining you're 21 remaining okay yeah. then then let's do let's do 11 here okay so then your intelligence um intelligence Let's do let's do nine and for wisdom. Also nine. Charisma. Also nine. Cool. So you have fifteen points left, and the deal is, oh. once, if you if you do not spend those points, they're gone. They do not. You do not benefit from having points left over. Oh shoot! I got real confused. No, then you're I good. Was... I w- no. I wanted to let you do it. I wanted to. It was well, a good teaching case, moment. Let's definitely uh, do. I would. I would crank your dexterity up to fifteen. Yep, that's what I was gonna do. Yep, you I can crank, crank that. Yeah, honestly, crank you can up to fifteen. Sure. And, you... and then I think I'll put wisdom at ten. Yeah intelligence at 10 and i will put constitution at 12 cool so scroll down real quick and i'm going to read out your stats to the to the audience so for strength your total strength is a 17 your mm-hmm. dex is a 15 oh mm-hmm. you get you get a high strength because you're an orc so orcs, orc. yep. half orcs give you you have a racial bonus of plus two your dexterity is a 15 your constitution is a 13 Intelligence of 10, wisdom of 10, charisma of 9, because uh, classic uh, half-orc, you get a minus 1. Uh, <laughs> so 
how this is going to affect things, we will get to when we get to your character sheet. But like these numbers affect your modifier. So if you see below, you see total score. Right. There's modifier, which is when you roll, what's going to happen. So with intelligence and wisdom, you get plus zero. Now these mm-hmm. stats will go up as you level up. Sure. Um, but this, this is, is where, where we're starting. This from. is where you're starting. So like in D&D, like even though you're rolling on a 20-sided dice, it is possible to get a zero. Right. Or okay. negative numbers. Like it can happen. Like sure, I had a character sure. that had a minus three to charisma checks. I got a negative two. I rolled a natural one. Got a and negative two. They're yeah. hilar- it's hilarious at the table. It's <laughs> so funny. So why don't you go hit the arrow and we'll keep going. All right. Moving along. So now these are some interesting places where we're going to start talking about your character and who he is. Okay. So first, go ahead and hit choose an option for your background. Uh, okay. So Molinchu, how do you... Characters in D&D are two parts. They are one part their character sheet, which is what we're making now, which is the mm-hmm. raw physical numbers, the mechanics of the game, like how the sausage is made. And two, you have your backstory, which is usually like a, a, for everyone listening, it is a PDF or a document that is shared between only you and your DM. And it is, it can be as in-depth as you want. Like this is this guy's life story. I wrote a whole memoir for him. Or it can be, there was a ship crack. There was a shipwreck and he was found on the beach. He doesn't remember who he is. He's trying to f- figure it out. It can be basic. Um, and how you do that affects things that you would start with in the game and how your character would interact with the world. So yeah. how do you, Molinchu, how do you, what do you think he would be doing? What, what do you think is his reason for adventuring? Oh, he was a criminal. Okay. He was a criminal. Was sure. or is? I mean, if you ask him, he was. Absolutely. But if you watch him, he is. So then would this would this make him like he would have contacts throughout oh, yeah. various cities? Like would he be like, are you imagining him like a kingpin who's like now out on the city or like not so much a kingpin? He's he's more of um he's more of a, a lieutenant okay. under a kingpin. He's he's a guy that knows guys. For other guys. He's so a thing, to, a thing to consider is this is also because D&D in general is a journey. Right now where you're starting, you're a bit of a weenie. Yeah. So, so yeah. So factor that in. Like, um, sure. So this also gathers you some really cool things when you select the criminal slash buy background is you get um, skill proficiencies and tool proficiencies on top of what you had before. So now you have proficiency in deception and you get Ooh. to choose a skill that you're also proficient in. All right, I I am also uh, proficient then um, in persuasion. Okay, you are proficient in both deception and persuasion, which is real good. So being proficient in something um, means a couple of things. Um, some DMs rule it that when you're in a scenario, only people who are proficient in a skill can roll in it. So okay. like, say you are dealing with a stampede and you're like, oh, I want to stop them. And it's like, are you proficient in animal handling? Because somebody who isn't proficient in animal handling would not take that, like take that option in this. Sure. sure. Um, And two, you have something called a proficiency bonus, which is a modifier, an extra modifier that adds on to skills that you are proficient in. So if your proficiency bonus is a plus two, 
Mm-hmm. If I say, and you're proficient in persuasion, and your persuasion mm-hmm. modifier is a plus two. So now it's you roll a 10 on the dice, and it's plus two, plus two. So it's 14 at 14 that point. 14 right. makes significantly better. Um, and your proficiency bonus only gets better with age, like most things. Um, so then, and then you get to be good at a gaming set because that's relevant. That's, that's relevant. It really, this is for fun. Um, cool. I'm going to go with the three dragon anti set. I wouldn't even know what it is, but it sounds cool. So I'm going to be real with you. I don't know either. I've never <laughs> seen that done in this game. So let's, so let's flesh out your character. Let's talk about your character a little bit. Cause that's going to affect how your story is going to go. Do you think he, like this is like one of his big jobs out in the field, like one of his first jobs, like outperforming for his network. What do you? Uh, not do you his think? first job. It's more like he's he's on the cusp of hitting the next level. Okay. Right? He needs one big score in order to sort of level himself up there and become go from like a lieutenant to the next rank up in the order, so to okay. speak, of the criminal empire. Okay. So, so I'm he's re- not, a, he's not a, he's, he's hungry, but he's not like a newbie. Cool. So now that there, we've had some talk about backstory and we're going to talk about it a little bit further. I'm going to explain the basics, the basic mechanics of Dungeons and Dragons. So we're doing fifth edition and also, um, tabletop RPGs in general. Um, so they kind of break down into two sort of sections, two sort of styles of play. There is the quote-unquote role-playing normal faffing about section where you're like i'm walking through the town and like you'll buy things and you're talking to people and you're convincing things those are usually the land of your skill checks so when we look at your sheet in a second you'll see all of your skills laid out Mm -hmm. that's what those are for it's the heavy role-playing section where you meet friends and allies and enemies um and then the whole second half of the game is dedicated to combat it's the other side of the coin it's combat um where things are done in a turn order so for instance, an example that I like to give people is if you're walking in the woods um, and a wolf jumps out, you will now roll for what's called initiative. So you'll roll a d20 and you'll have a you'll have a modifier. There's a like I've said before, there's a modifier for everything. It's right. all very clearly yeah. laid out. One thing about D&D Beyond that's fantastic is very clear where things are. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll roll for initiative, and whoever rolls the highest goes first. Cool. And it's a it's a hierarchy. So when you're in a you know one of the one of the games that I run is eight people. So it's you know plus three enemies. It's eleven initiative counts, and then you just go through the whole thing and you cycle through until the enemy is dead or you guys are dead. Right. Um. So you will do that, and then you roll to hit, and then they will roll to hit, and you just go back and forth like that. Mm-hmm. Um. You're not playing a spellcaster, so there's not other expendable options to be considered like spellcasters go by their own rules in a way like they have more mm-hmm. factors to consider in combat okay um, than other characters they in general are more powerful damage wise mm-hmm. but they have a lot more factors and they are a bit squishier easier to hit gotcha. um, so yeah so what do you think let's talk um last thing before we look at your character sheet and then we wrap it up Let's go with a, a nice little physical description of how how do you imagine your character to look? Um, well, I mean, he is half orc. Yes. So, 
So he's got, um, he's got he's got tusks. He's got the tusks. Yeah. You know, he's got to have the tusks. Yeah. Um, I, I imagine he's got a little bit more of a like a like a sort of a snout as well. Okay. Um, a little bit snouty. Uh, I think he's got um unusually um thin eyes, like okay. very 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 thin sort of. Uh, you like you can barely see what his eyes are actually doing. Okay. Uh, um. It's, I think that his eye color actually changes on the light okay. as well. I don't, I think that he's, which makes him very difficult to sort of read and identify as well. Okay. Um, I think that, uh, I think that he's, he's got some scars on him, you know, sure. I think he, he's seen some shit. He's been in some shit. He's got, he's actually got a, you know, a scar on his midsection from a knife fight um he's got a scar on his right shoulder uh from a time in which he got into uh, a bar fight Mm -hmm. um with a mage and uh, had a spell cast on him and he couldn't duck it in time so it almost looks like a cheese grater got taken to the top of his right shoulder but you know what he he still got the shoulder um he is however missing a a right pinky uh uh finger there okay um because he did get caught once, and that is the reminder of the price of getting caught. Um, so then, uh, is he a green half orc? Is he a gray half orc? Uh, what is the difference between the two? Nothing. Oh, I got you. Uh, no, he's he's definitely green. He's cool. green. So sure. then, um, what would his motivations be? Like, what is he? What is he out here for? Is he just doing jobs, like he says, or does he have a goal? Oh, uh, basically, he wants to be in the position to punish people as opposed to being potentially getting caught and punished himself. He wants to turn the table. He wants to be essentially he doesn't want to be governed by the law. He wants to become the law. Okay, that's his goal. He's got a power trip going for him. Okay, I like it. Cool. So then why don't you hit the let's move on to the next page. Um. We will deal with this later. We're going to, we'll deal with your starting equipment off camera because that's a little bit more okay. tailored. Like that's a little bit different. So then go hit one, go ahead and hit one more over. And really you don't need much, but then you can hit view character sheet, the big blue cool. button. Not at, yeah, export to PDF is a, is a crazy time, <laughs> but welcome to your character. Oh, neat. Look at that. I have a character sheet. So this is this is what it will look like for those of you familiar with D&D Beyond. It is the classic D&D Beyond sheet. So I will give you a quick tour. And for those listening, it's hard to describe this, but you can understand. You have your top modifiers. So those at the top are your basic modifiers that we worked on. Yep. Um, Strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, charisma. There's your proficiency bonus over there. Yep. And you can see your, like it. Yep. You can see your walking speed. So you can move 40 feet per turn. So that like as your chest piece, you can move. uh, Sure. 40 square is five feet. So eight squares in a turn. Gotcha. Uh, Oh, oh, okay. Pretty far. Uh, Inspiration is a, that's for bards. We can talk about that later. Um, Your initiative. I I have no inspiration. It looks like that's. You don't right now. You need Kelly. Kelly Monroe Johnson plays a fantastic bard. Um, but, um, and then you'll see your hit points. So you'll see your current and your max hit points. When that hits zero, uh, you become unconscious, which oh, is a very important part of D&D. So when you hit zero, you do not die. It's actually in fifth edition, 
quite hard to kill characters. Okay. But it, it can still happen. So what happens, the basic rules are when you hit zero, you have to make death saving throws every time on your turn. Mm-hmm. So you, it's basically, you roll a d20. And if you roll above a 10, it's a success. If you roll below a 10, it's a failure. And if you roll three successes, you stabilize. So you become conscious at one hit point. If you fail three, you are dead permanently. Ooh. There are Ooh. ways to be brought back, but... At level two, you are dead. Dead, dead. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so then the big panel on the on the left, like towards the middle, um, the mm-hmm. big long one, those are all of your skill check, all of your skill modifiers. Gotcha. So if I say make a persuasion check, you can see right there, persuasion is plus one. Right. Sleight so of hand, plus two. A stealth check, I'd be plus four. Now the so fun add those on to whatever the role is, right? Right, and so the fun is uh, with D and D Beyond. To, uh, if you would like to use digital dice, which D and D Beyond uses, you can click. So see the plus five on the athletics mm-hmm. check. Click that, and you get a little die. You oh, rolled a nat one. So this is a great time to talk about another important part of D and D: the sanctity of the natural one and the natural twenty. So the one is, of course, the lowest you can go. 20 is the highest you can go. If you roll a natural 20, so you roll the dice and it says 20, without any modifiers, it is the best possible outcome for the scenario. It is a critical success. Um, It can still not work. There are still things that are impossible. But you have the best possible outcome within reason. Okay. A natural one is the worst possible outcome. Sure. Um, It's like, oh, I was... I want to see if I can walk across this narrow beam. Mm-hmm. Even if you are really good at athletics and you roll a natural one, you're like, there was a patch of oil in the middle. You slipped and you fell 30 feet. You take 10 points of damage. Right. Um, like that is one of the big consequences. It's part of the luck of the game. Right. Um, we usually call, if your modifier takes you to a 20 or a one, it's a dirty one or a dirty 20. Huh. Okay. Gotcha. Um, because... A, it's it's not natural. It's, yeah, yeah. A, a dirty 20 is less respected than a natural 20. That is just the way of the game. Like sure. the the statistics of rolling the 20 allow you to have a critical success and have a really nice moment. Just like in combat, when you are, if you roll a natural 20 to hit, you mm-hmm. do critical damage. So you roll all of your damage twice. Oh wow. And add it all together. Nice. Um the other thing we're going to talk about, and then we're going to wrap up, is on the far left, you'll see a thing that says saving throws. Should I hit clear all on this? Sure. Just to... Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. on the, so you see saving throws. Now, those are um, up top. You were just above it. Yep. Up. There you go. Uh, so these are special modifiers for when something is a little bit more critical or you need to like very quickly save from something. So it's like, Somebody just hurled a dart at your face, not in combat. Like you're in a bar and somebody just like right. hurled a dart at you. You would make, I'd say, make a dexterity saving throw. They have slightly different statistics than other things. A three, three plus four. So you'd get a seven. Right. Um, and then the rest of the features in this, we will go over when we get there because it's a lot to remember and take on. Gotcha. Um, okay. But we can go through, you can customize this sheet to look as pretty and fancy as you want. Like you can change all the colors in the backgrounds. It's a fun time. Ooh, uh, I'll yeah. show you some of mine off camera because I have some pretty ones. Um, and then um, 
yeah, so that's the basics of it. How do you how do you feel about Molinchu the monk? I think Molinchu the monk is going to be an absolute terror. Um, yeah, and I yeah. cannot. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, his journey as he tries to climb his way up the underworld. An ass kicker supreme. An ass kicker supreme with a passion. Uh, well, great. Well, thank you everyone for listening to our first D and D related content of our pseudo hiatus until the next season. Um, we will be bringing you content every week. Like we always do. I believe next week is Heidi and Nora don't know things. And then we're going to have uh, the first adventure for Molenshu, the monk, the first adventure for Molenshu. And then possibly after that, more D and D content with some of your favorite people. Ooh, um, that's ooh. exciting. So we're getting Antos back, are we? Uh, maybe. It depends. Uh, you got to define your favorites, though, Matthew. I said, oh. I said favorites. We got we to figure out who our favorites are. Uh, it's true. It's true. But um, thank you, everyone, so much for listening. I'm sure you're going to hear me again in the outro video. Like, I can just throw it to me now. Like, it'll be way higher quality. And, like, I'm right there. Um, but... Thanks for listening. And I don't have an outro catchphrase, so I'm not going to use one. Thanks. Bye.